Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Whatever challenge you go through next week, God's faithful. Whatever happens in your house next month, God's faithful. Nothing is taking God by surprise. God has a plan, and He's going to work that plan with you and I to finish the mandate of Calvary, and that's to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Amen? I want to read God's Word as you're standing. God just fed me with this, so I'm just going to feed you with it. I was telling Pastor Matt today and Pastor Fabian, Apostle Fabian, I've never preached from this text out of 48 years, but God just fed me with it, so I'm going to feed you with it. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse number 9 and if you will allow me, I'm going to read it from the Amplified because that's the part that ignited in me. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse number 9. While you're finding it, just thank you for being who you are. Thank you for allowing Dr. D and I to be part of your family. And thank you for your love and support to this general, to all of these great leaders in the house we saw the kingdom work this week. I said we saw the kingdom work this week where God could take our grief and turn it into a message. God is not through blessing you yet. God's got something He's about to explode in your heart that's going to shake some of you right where you need to be shaken. Look at verse number 9. Deuteronomy 7, Amplified. First thing he said is no. Somebody say no. you got to come to a place in your relationship with God where you know. Then he said you recognize. That means you get a grip on the, the things of God and you understand, therefore, that the Lord your God he is God. Somebody say he's God all by himself. Come on, somebody. Say it again. He's God all by himself. So he said you've got to come to that place where you know God, you recognize God, you understand God, and that he is God all by himself. Then it says the faithful God. Now that's where I got on fire this week sitting in the hotel room, God just began to say, I am faithful. God is faithful. Just say that with me. God is Say it again. God So he said, the faithful God who keeps covenant. Somebody say covenant. There's nothing like the blood covenant and steadfast love and mercy with those who love him. Let me look just a second. How many in this house love him? Okay. If you love him, God's going to keep his covenant. 
if you love him, God's not going to forsake us. If you love him, no matter what the devil throws at us, God's going to keep his word. I said God's going to keep his word. Somebody is about to get a miracle of change in your life because God's going to keep his word. Something's going to happen while you're asleep that you're going to get up and know God worked in your behalf while you slept. Somebody say he's a covenant God. I love this. He's a covenant God. He is steadfast in love. Let let me ask you a question. I'm a country boy. And and so I want to ask you a question. Do you know that God loves you even when you mess up? I, I want you to know that God is a God of love. Everything about God is love. Even when I mess up, God keeps on loving me. I wish I could tell you I got saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, talking in tongues, living forgotten. I never made a mistake. I can't tell you that. There's been a mistake or two happened in the last couple of weeks. One, I was driving down the interstate, and somebody made a gesture to First Lady. I wanted to take them out. Y'all act all sanctified. I ain't that sanctified. I got a patchy Indian in me, and it's stirred up. I want to take my car and help their car look different than it was looking. But God loved me anyhow. I was even thinking things I shouldn't have been thinking. I thought if I still had my blue jeans and my boots on, me and you would have a meeting. See, some of y'all trying to act sanctified. I'm sorry. I ain't got that sanctified yet, but I know he loves me. I said, I know he loves me. In my mess, he loves me. In my mistake, he loves me. Now, look, I got to finish this up so you can get seated. And he said, steadfast love and mercy with those who love him and keep his commandments. Somebody say, I'm a word person. I'm going to keep the Word of God to a thousand generations. Somebody say forever. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, I can talk about the faithfulness of God because I promise you, if you could look beyond this suit, you'd see scars that I carry. I can talk about... God standing beside me when everybody else left me. But God stayed faithful. Are you listening to me? I can tell you how I've been attacked and re-attacked, yet God stood faithful. I can tell you how my best friends turned against me because I made a commitment to a conviction. They thought I should have compromised, but I said no and I'm going to follow God, and they attacked me for my conviction, but God was faithful. I can tell you today, I have the scars to tell you, that God will stand by your side when everybody else doesn't understand. When people say nasty things, God will still stand by your side. 
I don't care if your best friend leaves you, God's going to stand by your side because God is faithful. So if I had any word from the altar today to put in your heart, I just want you to know God is faithful. And when you get a grip on the fact and the truth that God is faithful, it really doesn't matter what everybody else does. You just keep standing. You just keep praising. And you just keep talking about the goodness of God. I can tell you, I can't help myself. i got to talk about the goodness of God. Even in the midst of things I don't understand. You know, somebody asked me uh, Friday at the, at the home-going service, Pastor, why do you think this happened? I said, I don't know, but I do know this. Someday, we'll sit down with Pastor Barbara, with Jesus, and we'll find out. I'm not going to try to act all super spiritual and tell you, yay, the Lord would say to you. I'm going to tell you, I don't know, but I do know God is faithful. I'm going to tell you, I don't understand everything that happens and has happened in my life, but I can stand here today as a personal witness and tell you God is faithful. I can also tell you, out of my losses, God was faithful. I lost my dad when I was 14. He was my hero. I never heard my dad say one word other than that that glorified God. I never heard him attack my mom. I never heard them fuss. They probably did in the back room somewhere. I don't know. I didn't hear. But when he passed away, I learned something real clear. God is faithful. I thought, God, what am I going to do? I have a mother and a brother that's younger than me, and suddenly at 14, I'm the head of the house. Apostle, I'm just a kid. But suddenly the faithfulness of God came up in me and I was able to do what I couldn't have done except God's faithful. How many knows that when God lives in here, He does things we don't think can happen? Now my dad, my mom, me and my brother, raised below the tracks, we were poor folks. Matter of fact, I told you before, poor folks called us poor. P.O. Because they couldn't afford the O.R. So we were just po folks. But when my dad died, my mom met with me and she said, Son, your dad's got a lot of debts. I, and, and she said, I, I don't want us to not pay the debtors. I said, Oh, we're going to pay the debtors. So we figured it all out. In this day and hour, it wouldn't be a lot of money. It was a few thousand bucks. I said to mom, Next summer, it will be paid. Totally, every penny to every debtor will be paid. She said, how are you going to do that? I said, because God is faithful. I didn't know all the qualifications of possible. I didn't understand everything about God. I didn't have the revelation of the word of faith like I have now. But I learned one thing. God is faithful. So I became an entrepreneur. I bought two hay trucks. Now, if you want to know what work is, buy you two hay trucks. 
Getting the hay field to 112. Y'all thought it was hot Friday? Been there, done that. Stacked hay in the barn. When you could only go in for a minute, come back out, there's 120 inside the barn. So I understand what it means to work hard and to have God bless my hand of labor. When we ended that summer of our first summer of being an entrepreneur at 14 years old, having two hay trucks, and pastor, I didn't even have driver's license. No insurance, but I had God, and God was faithful. I brought in all that money, clearing, that's not a lot of money today, but we was clearing $100 on each truck, $200, clear money at the end of every day. Now, that's not a lot today. Y'all probably clear 4000 a day. Back in that day, in 1922, it was a lot of money. 1922, I didn't know you was that old. I don't show it, do I? It's amazing you marry a young woman, you stay young. But when we closed the summer, talking about God is faithful. When I closed the summer, uh, my first summer of entrepreneurism, we totaled up the books and the bank account, and we paid every debt off that my dad left because God is faithful. Sir, God will be faithful in the midst of your mess. God will show himself. God will show his power. And I just come to tell somebody God's about to testify. I said I want to tell somebody God's about to testify. He's going to testify in this desert he's still God. He's going to show he's still God in the midst of things we don't understand. I married my high school sweetheart. Huh. Dated her three years. If you can call it dating, mom was with me every time I went on a date, sitting right beside me. I said, Mom, I think if I'm making the living, I now have my driver's license, I'm making good money, I think I can go on this date without you. She said, no, you can't. She said, I think I'm still your mama. And in case I wondered, she had a reinforcement code. I learned real quick she was mama. It didn't, <laughs> didn't matter how much I did or how much I thought I was the man. My mom had a way of bringing me right back down saying, yes, ma'am. But I married this high school sweetheart. She and I went to church together. We prayed in the Holy Ghost together. We lived a godly life together. And the moment came when I asked her to marry her, and, and her dad said I could, then I asked her, and then she said yes, and we got married. Only four months later, her mom, her, and myself in a car. And a gas transportation truck came in at our door as we started across a bridge. I'm talking about scars, but God's still faithful. Are you listening to me? It killed my mother, and it killed my wife after four months of a marriage that we had prayed about, talked about, 
people begin to ask me in that little town of Hollis, Oklahoma, how can you continue to serve God when all this happened? I said, where would I be if I wasn't serving God? Hello, somebody. God became faithful. I said, God became faithful. He showed Himself in the midst of my scars. So I understand. I've pastored for all of these years, almost five decades now. I've took the hand of people around the world, prayed with them in the midst of a crisis. But I can tell you, every time God showed Himself faithful, so I just come to leave a deposit in this house today that God's about to testify in your family. He's about to testify in your life. He's about to testify on your job. He's about to testify in this house. He's about to show himself. He is faithful. I want to hear somebody say it. God is faithful. Say it again. God is faithful. So I want, I want to talk to you about Three little simple points. Number one, God's faithfulness defined. Let me just spend five or seven minutes on it. That God will define to you His faithfulness. It's not some big theological story. It's not something that everybody can understand. But God will define Himself to you. Right where you live, right at your level, I didn't know all of my life, what I know now. I'm continually learning. I try to learn something every day about the things of God. If you come and look at this Bible, my wife bought me a new one. I said, I'm addicted to this one. She got me a new one just like this one. But if you look at this, you'll see tear stains. You'll see all kinds of colors and marks and all kinds of stuff in it because when I didn't understand and I had to have an answer, I found it right here. I said, I found it right here. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That's God's faithfulness. He said, I'll be with you when everything seems to be going in reverse. That's God's faithfulness. It was God's faithfulness when God showed up and gave me this wonderful woman when I was just going to West Palm Beach to preach. Can you imagine I was getting all dressed and putting my cologne on, trying to smell good, worked on this hair. Y'all think this hair just, I know you got to work on this hair. It's, it, it's got spray on it. You can, that wind yesterday couldn't even mess with my hair. Little did I realize when I chose that suit and I chose that tie and I walked in, Pastor Jonathan, to that little church in West Palm that my world was about to be turned upside down because God was faithful. I was tired of being single. I didn't like being single. But I'd already said, well, I'll be single the rest of my life because I ain't going looking for no woman. And so, any handsome man has a lot of women looking for him. I'd come home from the ministry at the church. There'd be cakes on my porch, notes stuck to them. I'd have a, a carrot cake. 
Because every once in a while, you know, when you're preaching over and over and over, you say things like, I love carrot cakes. Ooh, carrot cakes. He loves carrot cakes. Or I love coconut cream pie. I mean, it just comes out of me. I had coconut cream pie Friday night. Ooh. Had the goalie host on it. The Holy Ghost. But all this time, there was no interest in a woman. But when I walked into that church, unbeknownst, God is faithful, who knew that I really needed a godly woman who could help me take care of God's business and be a blessing to Hobbs and be a blessing to people everywhere we go. So I walked in. Just minding my own business, walked across the back. Church already started. The plane was late getting there. I walked in. When I walked in, I glanced up. Everybody's up there singing and praising God. I looked up there and I went, Oh. Shut I feel something. Somebody say, God is faithful. He was about to define himself as faithful to me even greater than I could understand. So I slipped on up by the pastor, sat down by Pastor Fred Shipman, and I leaned over by him, and I said, is that beautiful woman right there in front of me? I described her. I said, is she married? He said, no. I said, is she dating anybody? I got to kill. He said, no, you're here to preach. I said, oh, you watch me. I said, I feel a fresh anointing. I feel it coming on me. Somebody's got to know God's about to rock your world. I said, God's about to rock your world. He's about to show himself faithful. He's about to prove that he's God in them. He's going to define his faithfulness at a level that you can understand it. When Dee and I got married, we, we came, moved. I moved her to, from Florida to Georgia, made her a Georgia peach instead of a Florida orange. She brought with her some baggage from her past that she refused to let me pay for because the, the ex of the past had sued her constantly trying to get her possession of the boy. Well, what people didn't understand, God was working a plan, Apostle, even with Pastor Dustin, who is pastor in our church today. He was working a plan. He's seven years old. And his biological kept wanting to say, well, I'm going to control his life. He's going to live with me. He's not living with you. Kept throwing her in court. So she had thousands of dollars worth of lawyer bills. She said, I'm going to trust God with this. She learned that God is faithful at another level of dimension in her life. I mean, I wanted to pay the bill. I'm the priest. I'm the new husband and the new daddy of the seven-year-old boy. I wanted to prove I'm macho. I'm going to pay it. God said, you leave it alone. I'm going to show I am faithful to her. So I left it alone. 
God spoke to her. I didn't speak to her. God spoke to her and said, if you'll plant a seed of an offering as a sacrifice, I will pay your bill. I will destroy that thousands of dollars of law bills. You know what God was saying? I'm teaching Dr. D. I love her. I have grace upon her and that I'm faithful. She paid a little bit every month. She can tell the story better than me. Every month they'd send her a bill, Elaine, and she'd pay a little bit on it. And they'd send her a bill and she'd pay a little bit on it. So she got the letter and she thought, well, here's it's time for me to pay a little more. Only this time she opened it. And when she opened it, inside the lawyer said, paid in full. You owe me nothing. Somebody say he's faithful. See, there's something about a consistent life in the kingdom. You serve God whether it feels good or don't feel good. You worship God whether it feels good or don't feel good. You if you offer up a praise to God whether it feels good or don't feel good. You come and you're faithful to serve in your position whether it feels good or don't feel good. I'm here to make an announcement to you. At that point, there will be a God in heaven that will step down the starry staircase of glory and He will embrace your situation and He'll make an announcement to you, I am a faithful God. I want somebody to know God's going to prove himself to you. He's going to prove himself to this house. You watch God over the next few weeks and months. God's going to prove himself that he's faithful to finish what he started. God is faithful. God is faithful. Second thing, i got to keep moving. Second thing that I want you to put down. Faith is the foundation of that God's faithfulness is built upon. Faith is built on the foundation of God's faithfulness. Faith is built on the foundation of God's faithfulness. I can tell you in traveling many nations of the world preaching this gospel, declaring the, the Word of God as a final authority, I can tell you today, God's been faithful. Situations I didn't understand, circumstances I couldn't understand, God's been faithful. I want to just tell you just a fresh story that just got texted to me this morning from one of the gentlemen who looked to me as a, as a spiritual father in his life. He texted me, he said, I spoke last night in Tulsa, Oklahoma on the campus of OR University. They're building a brand new Hispanic church. They invited my friend to come in because they've been there now for a few months. They want to go out and buy property. And the gentleman said, can you come preach on faith to our people and then ask them to give an offering for the building? And he said, how much do you want me to set my faith for? Listen to this, Pastor Apostle. He said, if you could just set your faith for $30,000, it would mean so much to get that property, get it secured. And so if you could set your faith for that. So my friend named Joel, he loves D&I like his mom and dad. Joel said, I went, walked into that building, preached on the simple faith that God cannot fail, 
that what God said, God will do. That what God spoke in His Word, He's more than able to do it. He said a simple message on faith. Right there where Papa Hagen came from, where Oral Roberts ministry, he said, I just preach faith. See, I believe if you will believe it, God will show himself mighty. If you just simply say, God, I'm taking your word at what you said. So that a group of people, about 50 or 60 Hispanics, trying to get this church going, birthing this work. And he said, I preached on faith, and I preached on faith, and I preached on faith, and that God would bless them as they walked out their faith. And he said, we got through, and they brought their money down. And he said, they counted it last night before we left the service. $98,000 came in for the kingdom of God. Somebody's got to know God is faithful. He said to me, he said, there's no way in the natural that it could have happened. But when I preached the gospel of faith, and I told them faith worked in their life, and if they tap into faith, God would do great things for them. He said something clicked in their lives. You know what? Somebody in Tulsa, Oklahoma is positioned for the greatest days of their life because they reached out and said, I'm going to make a, a deposit into the kingdom of God. Somebody in here, you've been faithful to share. You've been faithful to love. You've been faithful to give. You've been faithful to tithe. You've been faithful to give offerings. You've been faithful to stand in your position. I just got one word for you. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. If it was T.D. Jakes, you'd say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready. God is about to do something incredible for your life. The greatest days of the gospel are about to happen. So I just want you to Keep your faith message alive. Don't, let, me, let me just say this. One thing I've learned about the kingdom, faith, pastor, is the currency of the kingdom. Everything you need, little pastor, is going to come by faith. He's already got it prepared. He has seen your years of faithfulness. He's seen you stand like a rock don't think he overlooked that. You're about to be surprised. The mantle that's on you now is going to do awesome things. You've entered a new level and a new realm. I'm going to tell you something. You girls, you better get ready. You better get ready. Mama didn't leave y'all unprepared. She left you ready to step up to another dimension. And I'm telling you, he said she's in the grandstands, and she's saying, go ahead and tell them, Pastor Barker, tell them, tell them. <laughs> Glory to God. I hear her hollering to me right now. Tell them, tell them. I want to tell somebody, God's going to finish what he started. God didn't just start you. He's going to finish it. He's going to give you the property. He's going to get you debt free. He's going to finish what he's... I wish I had a believer in the house that give him a shout. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody praise him. Number three, the last point. Unconditional trust 
in the covenant promise of God is a must if you're going to see God's faithfulness. There's something happens in a covenant. Me and my pastor, my pastor started pastoring me at 14 years old. He's still my pastor today. He's 84. I talk to him every week. I never make a life decision without getting him to pray for it, speak back into my life. When I pastored the same town with him, he had 300, I had 4,000. I went every Tuesday, bowed down on the carpet in his office for him to lay hands on me because he had proved we had a covenant together. We had a covenant together. He was there and buried my wife and mom. They had a two-bedroom parsonage across the street from the little Pentecostal church. He had four kids, two bedrooms, and he said, I want you and your brother to move in our house. I said, well, uh, there's two bedrooms. I know you and Sister Donaldson not giving up the one. There's four kids already in the other one. He said, well, sleep on the floor, but we have a covenant. I had a covenant with your mom. I have a covenant now with y'all. We're going to take care of you through the crisis. Because I can tell you it wasn't easy. So we moved in, me and my brother, four years younger than me, moved into their house, two teenage young men. They had four kids, passing 40 people. Not one time from that moment to this has there ever been a need that I hadn't called him for that heaven didn't move because there's covenant between us. I want to say something publicly. Say something before God and these witnesses. Dee and I have a covenant with this house. And we'll be here when hell freezes over because we have a covenant. And a covenant don't run at trouble. A covenant says, I'll beat you up before breakfast. There's something about the covenant of God. When you understand it will never falter, it will never change, God will keep his word. God will keep his word. There's some people about to get saved because of what just happened. There's some people about to run into this house because of the seeds it's already sown. Are you listening to me? You better listen. Some of your family and some of your friends that you think are untouchable, you're not going to have to say a word. They're going to run to the house because they see your faithfulness to God. I want to say this, and I'm through. God said in the days ahead, when things Maybe in your life, your family are not going just right. Remember this Sunday, this first Sunday of June, an old gray-haired man stood in front of you and said, God's faithful.
God's faithful. I can tell you, I, I, my mind this morning, because when I start thinking about the, the faithfulness of God, I have such a memory that begins to flood. Just things that God did that man could not have done. Things the Lord did that no man could have ever put together. I think that all of these years that back when God connected me to the apostle and to Pastor Barbara and to this family, God knew this day was coming when Dee and I would get to come and just be here and rejoice over the faithfulness of God because God's a covenant-keeping God. See, I don't care what you're facing today. I don't care what you're feeling inside. Leave here knowing God's faithful. God's faithful. Whatever it takes, God will see you through. Would you stand with me, please?